0: Welcome to Awards Baits, the official Galaxy of Film Award Show podcast, where we ask ourselves, what's getting nominated this year? Joining me every other Tuesday is a roster of guest stars to help me answer that very question. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Awards Baits. Uh, We are here today with, I believe, her first time on the podcast, right? Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. Naima, welcome to Galaxy of Film. You've you've worked on some of the films with Max, which uh, some are out, some are not out. Um, Mm -hmm. And then one of them we're premiering next month at the the event. So it'll be super exciting to see that for the first time. Um, But how are you doing? How's everything? I am great.
1: I'm super excited to be here on this lovely Friday morning uh, oh, yeah. and to talk about my favorite thing ever, film.
0: Oh, so, yeah. I'm super excited. It's going to be a good time. So we've got a bit of a different structure. I know normally, like with this show, we've been doing mm-hmm. predictions. We've been doing nomination breakdowns. But today, I have wanted to shine a spotlight on the movies that are ultimately not really going to go all the way. And this kind of was inspired by, uh, the whole catastrophe last year with Don't Worry Darling, where that ultimately, you know, you see the trailers, you're like, oh, this looks like an awards contender. And then, yeah. unfortunately, due to behind-the-scenes drama, due to uh, just not great reviews, it really doesn't go all the way. Um, despite it being a very fun train wreck that we watched, uh, mm-hmm. I, these movies are... There's no dro- Don't Worry Darling this year, I don't think, but um, ultimately, I do have a list here. Uh, we're going to call this the In Memoriam, which is sort of the movies that seemed like they were going to the Oscars and are, unfortunately, it's not looking great for them. As the nominations yeah. come out, uh, we are, it's it's looking less and less likely that these are going to make it there. So without further ado, we can just get right into it here. Uh, first yeah. up, I have, I have Bo is Afraid from Ari Aster. Now... This is one that I, you know, it came out early, so you can argue, you know, it came out too early, so it didn't get to capture that wave. But, I don't know, this was a weird one for me, because I really like Hereditary, I really like Midsommar. But this one, ultimately, I I was kind of left cold by, because it's mm-hmm. a long, weird movie. And right after leaving, I was like, I don't think anybody's going to like this. But ultimately, it did wind up being kind of more divisive and... It has its fans um but at the end of the day i was kind of left like yeah no this is one that's going to be too weird for the academy uh did you get a chance to see Bo is afraid and if so do you agree yeah. do you think that this should be at the oscars what do you think
1: i so i'm a big ari Aster fan when he first came out with hereditary i kind of had this prediction that his career was going to skyrocket yeah. since the horror genre was kind of declining a bit. And being a horror enthusiast, like I'm horror queen in North Carolina, no one has been able to take me for my title. And when Hereditary first came out, I watched it in the theaters, I was in shock. I mean, I was, yeah. this is horror. This is what we needed. So when he came out with his, uh, well, like sister piece or partner piece with Midsummer, which is a whole topic in and of itself, uh, I was just as mesmerized because Mm -hmm. of just the night and day and the kind of tone and mood implications that he was doing throughout both movies. So it made sense Uh, and they were both very successful though the horror genre, I know majority of the time does not make it to the Oscars. I think that is something that's kind of proven. So when Bo Bo is afraid, I kind of didn't have this reaction of, oh, it's gonna make it there because none of his other pieces, which were 20 times better in my opinion, even had a chance to get there. But I'm not gonna discredit the work that he does put in. And I don't want to spoil anything because I do want people to still go and be able to watch it if they'd like. But I'm not gonna discredit his work because he does come out with a little bit more of this absurdist approach than he usually does, which I I kind of liked. I think he took a step, he took a risk. Do I think it was his best work? No. Did he get a big and higher name, which is like Joaquin Phoenix? Yes. But... I ultimately think that it's not going to be a movie for everybody. Uh, it definitely is that A24 effect where it's like you're going to reach a certain audience but you're not going to reach everybody. I'm not going to discredit his film or his work, but I will say kind of similar to a, some of the other movies we'll be talking about today, there is better there is better works that the that the excuse me that the director has put out. Yeah. But this is still a pretty damn like good movie overall. Will it win? Did I even have a thought it was going to win? No, but yeah. a lot of people don't like absurdist. They like something with a plot or a li- at least a more definitive plot, at least something more, where is this going? Where are we going with it? Though I could say for some movies that I've seen recently, that may not be the case such mm-hmm. as like poor things and stuff that may be coming out now. But you know, I, I do believe that people should still go and watch it regardless, but yeah, I I do think it was a step back a little bit in his career and, and like in the nicest way possible if that right
0: makes sense. yeah certainly a big swing yeah. um yeah. Uh, out of the park it was it was a swing and it's certainly something that you know a movie that you'll probably never you've never seen before and you probably will never see again so it's definitely very that's fair <laughs> admirable for that uh another joaquin film i have here is napoleon mm-hmm. i this was the big kind of Thanksgiving movie for me where I, you know, I went to go check it out. Yeah. Ultimately I did enjoy a Napoleon, but, um, you know, it was another one where I was kind of like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I just have a feeling that like this one is going to be too, uh, in the middle of the road for the Academy. I thought like it wasn't, it wasn't the war epic that a lot of people were kind of hoping for. Um, maybe that four hour cut from Ridley Scott is that, which is what we were kind of all hoping for. Uh, but ultimately, I think this one didn't really pick a, we always talk about on the show, the narrative, right? It didn't, I don't think this one had a narrative. Like it really didn't feel like it took the, it it, it focused on his relationship with his wife in the film, uh, which was interesting and intriguing. And, and then it also focuses on like his, you know, very, very um, uh, decorated career uh, as like a, it's like a war general but by the end of it i was kind of like they didn't really stick to one it was kind of just like this weird half and half thing where even in the even yeah. at the end of the movie it's kind of like you know they they have like that in all kind of biopics and all like true story kind of films they have like the text at the end where it's like this is what happened at the end and it and it's yeah. like it's like you know napoleon went on to win all these wars and these are the the body counts of each war and then and then it's like and then him and his wife, and it's like what? It's like what a random. There's no real correlation here, um, so it was a little weird for that. And I think that's that's ultimately why it might not go there because it's like they didn't really pick. I do think the costume design and like the visual effects are really good, so maybe in like the kind of below the line categories it can get in there. Um, but I think in the, as far as like the main like director actor picture, I don't think it's going there. Um, Especially after like seeing it, I was just kinda like, Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a little too and Ridley Scott has been making films that are I I, I like ultimately, but I think like he's very kind of been he's been less reliable lately, I think. It's like, you know, when he puts something out, it's like, ah, you know, you had a chance here. Like I really was excited for uh House of Gucci and I thought that was oh I, I enjoyed it, but it's like, oh my god, like some of it is a little weird. But um but yeah, did you, I don't know if you felt any sort of way about Napoleon uh, or if you like saw yeah. it or if you have a thought of why it's not going to make it to the Oscars or anything like that.
1: So I saw it because I'm a big Joaquin Phoenix fan. Like I yeah. I appreciate his work. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. again, another myth in his year, which is very sad. Like I respect him as an actor, but you know, sometimes... You you sign for a project not knowing, of course, like you say, the outcome of how it's going to uh, perceive once it's out. And you know, I will give him credit. He, as an actor, he I think he did a phenomenal job. I think yeah, he really. hit all the marks as a character he was supposed to do. And I think, honestly, I think the star of the show was his wife. Yeah. I think she was the star. She was the one I was more hyper-focused on than him. But you're right, like, in a storytelling like that, I mean, look at all of these other biopic movies that they have coming out. Pick the narrative that you want to go with. I mean, look mm-hmm. at how many Elvis movies have come out. Mm-hmm. You know, they they picked and choose. Is it the love that he had with Priscilla, or is it just talking about his career in general? And then like kind of grasping at that later on. And I think that's where the downfall of this movie came. But then again, Ridley Scott is in his like eighties. Yeah. You know, he's probably you know I don't want to say nearing the end of his career because he him and like Martin Scorsese, they're still pushing things out. Still going. Yeah. But I think yeah. But I think the older that they get. I think they're not, you know, wanting... I I think they're not taking those risks that they used to take in their younger films, which is why I am a big Ridley Scott fan. I think that there are some incredible movies of his. And I don't think that this is his best work by any means, especially because I know he's really big in like the historic, like epics type of, you know, genre but I, I still don't want to say that it was a failure of a film. I still think, you know, for the work that they put into it, it was still very well made. A very good movie to still enjoy and watch, like you said. But nothing to the level of winning an award. Uh, period pieces always can be nominated for costumes, like you said, and whatnot, yeah. especially because of how elaborate. And, you know, I, I can appreciate that aspect. Again, overall, solid movie. But did they approach it correctly? Or maybe just how they went about the storytelling? No, but mm-hmm. Joaquin did his part. So as an as an actor to actor, I'm I'm gonna give him credit where credit is due. That I I don't put the blame on him, and I just put the blame on kind of the overall direction of the movie. But it was still pretty pretty damn good movie.
0: Yeah, I I, I did I definitely enjoyed it. Um, one that I haven't seen yet. I was actually supposed to do this a few days ago, but I ultimately did not end up going. Is Ferrari? Um, Michael Mann. Another another kind of uh, this is the one with Adam Driver. Um it's like a enzo ferrari biopic i didn't get a chance to see it i was supposed to see it the other night but um i this is another one where it's like it's coming out in a couple of days here and there's no buzz on this thing where it's like i i think it's probably going to be a really good movie but i think it's another one of these kind of napoleon situations where it's like yeah like it was good but in such a stacked year it didn't make it um so that one so I it's feel not out like yet not out yet so it's I, there was an early showing like two days ago um, but as like these, you know, the Golden Globes nominations are out, uh, a lot of the kind of, uh, tracking is happening and Ferrari is just getting lost in the mix, I think. So ultimately like come Christmas day, it will be out. Uh, but you know, at this point in time, it looks like it's probably not gonna make it all the way, but I mean, we could be surprised, but I think by the end of the day, it probably will walk away with little to no nominations, maybe sound, because I think like some of the racing scenes are probably gonna be really cool. But, um... Yeah yeah i, I, don't I haven't know. even heard of this movie which is it a shame because
1: i love adam driver he's a phenomenal actor yeah so it's it kind of good. a shame that they haven't promoted this yeah. movie as well as some of these other films that they've been putting out i'll definitely have to check it out though um but let's hope a turn for the best honestly yeah,
0: yeah agreed mm-hmm. um we'll see but i i think like a lot of people have been like it's slow and then and i'm like oh man well i'm still gonna check it out for sure but um, it's a biopic again another biopic I believe so yeah it looks like it's about Ferrari and like oh. the rise of that and all that stuff but um I I I, something presented. I know very little about but yeah
1: yeah huh that's a very common theme in the 2023 yeah films okay a lot of, well, a lot
0: of biopics I and a lot running of, out of ideas I right and then a lot of uh, a lot of weird like this was like, such a year of like weird product biopics too where it's like Blackberry and like flaming hot Cheetos like what is going on um, it's pretty funny. Uh next up, one that has been kind of getting some buzz, but ultimately, like I think this should have been like a much bigger deal is Saltburn. I loved Saltburn. Um it's it's one of my favorites of the year, and I think it should be up there with everything else. Um, but ultimately it's seeming like it's not gonna get all the way. Uh, em- Emerald, Emerald Finale's last film, Promising Young Woman. Uh, did go all the way and did get a lot of Oscar noms, and it's it's upsetting that like her sophomore film here, Saltburn, is kind of walking away with little to no nominations because like Rosamund Pike has been getting supporting actress in some places, so there is a chance that she sneaks in. So I'm not going to totally discount Saltburn, and I'm not going to like make it like this big kind of like failure, but it should be. I think it should be up there with all the rest of them and there's a chance that it will be. So I'm not like totally down on this one yet, but I think it should be like talked about so much more highly. And it's unfortunate that it's got such mixed reviews. Cause I really liked it.
1: I have not seen it. No, I haven't even, so good. I don't even know if I, I've, I even really heard of it. It's, it's on Prime kind of now. Basic premise. So, oh, okay. That's good.
0: Yeah. It's on Prime. It's, it's with um Barry Keoghan who's great. Okay. And, mm-hmm. um, it's it yeah, directed by Emerald Fennell from Promising Young Woman. And it's basically this kind of, it's like this weird, I don't even want to say too much because it's like he's, Barry Keoghan has kind of a interest in uh, Jacob Elordi. He's in this as well from Euphoria. Um, and he was also oh, okay. Elvis in the Priscilla movie. Um,
1: mm-hmm. a great actor.
0: Yeah, he's great. And it's like this kind of thing where he's very much interested in Jacob Elordi. And so he kind of, stays over his house for the summer and uh things get crazy from there and it's like just this weird crazy kind of ride and i really had a fun time with it um huh. yeah but it's on And prime. you said it's on prime it's on prime now yeah well Definitely, i enjoy promising really young
1: woman so i already have a feeling i'm really gonna enjoy this so i again i hope it gets the buzz that it deserves yeah. especially with a renowned actor that they have on there who is kind of in his peak
0: He's so, so good you'd it be too.
1: surprised yeah you'd be surprised especially with those type of actors mm-hmm. there might be a running chance I mean they might not win but they could maybe get a nomination yeah,
0: maybe that's why yeah, I'm not just disc- I'm not discrediting it because it's been it's yeah. been in places so far like Rosamund Pike like I said she was nominated for the Golden Globe um Barry Keoghan's been getting nominated in some places the cinematography is so good so I think that should be in there too um awesome. but but I don't know but I feel like it should be talked about so much highly so much in such higher regard because it's 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 great, and I really liked it. Um, I'm going to get
1: back to you on that.
0: Yeah, for sure, because I, I hope you like it too, because it's really good. Um, next up, I have uh, Jacob Lordi again here. Priscilla, I think uh, ultimately this was one that I kind of knew going in, where it's like, I think this one's going to be a little too, like quiet. it's not going to be the big bombastic Baz Luhrmann Elvis that we got last year. It's not going to be that. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a much more quiet kind of character study. Um, and it was that, and I really enjoyed it um but i i felt like the same i've been saying this all the entire time this show's been going on priscilla was very much like kind of reminded me of spencer where like spencer's kind of this like quiet kind of low-key film and like you kind of you know you know, light the fire you watch the movie that's how it felt where it's like it's just kind of very low-key very kind of understated but great when you come away from it um and this was one of those as well for me where it's like a twenty four. Uh, there's a lot of a24 films on here actually on this list that i have here i think because a24 while they do put out things that win best picture they also aren't afraid to just kind of make these kind of riskier things and priscilla for me was kind of you know the costume design was fantastic but at the end of the day i think it just was kind of more about the character and less about the let's go for the let's go for the bait let's get like let's have a big scene of priscilla kind of screaming and crying so like we could show her for the Oscar clip, and this was less concerned about that and I really appreciate that because Sofia Coppola did a really great job like making this kind of more intimate piece, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I think because of that it's it kind of struck its awards chances, but I do think, at the end of the day it's going to be it's it's gonna be more remembered because of that, if that makes any sense. I don't know if I'm making any sense. Oh, but... no,
1: I, I completely agree. Uh, and that's why the love that I have for A24 is so yeah. strong is because they're not afraid to take those risks, knowing that a lot of their movies will not make it to that category. But I think what's nice about that is they're making movies that people want to watch yeah. rather than making these movies that people are going to vote for for awards. Because if you make these carbon copies that are going to be nominated with these... Big, you know, climactic moments. You're missing out on those like intimate scenes, those intimate character moments. That I think is why the industry is kind of flailing a little bit. Is because we're not focusing on developing these characters a lot more. And that's why I think Priscilla was so well put. Because like you said, last year we had this big, you know, extravaganza. Yeah. With Austin Butler, which was phenomenal. Like he, I know a lot of people may disagree, but I think that he gave it his all. I think mm-hmm. he did incredible. And I think this was just another interpretation of that, you know, same telling, but through the perspective of her and looking at it from these intimate moments between these characters. And they knew that they were not going to these nominations. So for them, it's like if we're not going to get it, we are going to tell a story. And I think I, as a as someone in the industry and as a watcher, I think I found that way more, way more entertaining and way more emotionally available than a lot of these other movies that might actually end up winning awards uh and again being a period piece you always have a chance to win costumes which is nice so i i personally enjoyed it Mm -hmm. uh and i personally think it's their loss that they don't want to nominate them if they don't but overall like these movies have solid pieces to them that at the end of the day will be memorable, like you said, in the work that they had already put in. So, and I, I love how I mentioned Priscilla earlier too, uh, mm-hmm. because of how memorable it was truly listening to it. So again, maybe I'm a little biased on that sense and A24, but, you know, overall, I think A24 had a really big hit with that movie that came out this year.
0: Totally. Um, agreed. Uh, yeah, it, it was. It's, it's their loss, like you said, and she was nominated for the Golden Globe, so that's good, because the Golden Globe oh, they're able to they're able to kind of not award nominate slash award more people because they do that musical comedy drama thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Kaylee Spaney was able to get in for uh, Best Actress Drama. So that was good. Um, she, that. she was great. Yeah. Next up, I have Fo, which I haven't seen. But this is one that looked really good. Originally, it stars uh, Paul Miskell and uh, uh, Sir, Sir Ronan. So this was one, yeah, like a couple months ago, I saw the trailer and I'm like, oh man. And it's directed by the guy, I can't remember the guy's name. I, I get him, Gareth Edwards and somebody else mixed up, but the guy who did Lion with Dev Patel, he directed this. So oh. yeah, so this is like, I don't even know really much about it. It's like, they're a couple and they're like in some like dystopian world or something. And this movie was coming out um, in limited release, like early October. So I'm like, oh, they're going for like the limited run. They're going to get, then they're going to go wide once it gets the buzz. And it came out, it came out like at the New York Film Festival. And then it came out in limited release that very week. And I was like keeping an eye on it. I'm like, I want to see this. And then nothing. Like it came out, it debuted with like a 10% or something on Rotten Tomatoes. And then just went away. And then I just saw it on, it was like on available for rent the other day. So this one just... Failed, and it's such a bummer because I'm so curious to see like what all the hate is about because nobody's talking about it, and it looked like a big. It looked like it could have been one of these like big kind of movies for the award season, and it's a bummer that it wasn't. I'm curious to see if it truly is that bad because wow, at, like with this talent, I can't imagine it has like nothing going for it. You know, with our so,
1: director too.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I was so surprised to see this like kind of just it it, it really kind of it really goes to show you how potentially damaging that Rotten Tomatoes number can be because it's like this one was just getting started and then it dropped with that 10 percent or whatever it was and then it just went away it was it got it got cut off before it could even start so this was like a problem this might be the biggest kind of loss of the whole year because it's like what nobody's talking about it anymore and it's such a it's such a big like you know you have paul mescal in all of the strangers which is a big kind of awards push and to see this one just fail so spectacularly really is a bummer because i i was interested in this like i like sirius Aronan a lot and i liked the director i liked lion a lot it's a bummer and i'm still very curious to see it um just to see what wow. that is about but yeah
1: what a cast what yeah. a director but you know i have I'm going to say this and I'm going to leave it. I have a bone to pick with Rotten Tomatoes. So, yep. you know, I'm not going to take their word for it. No. Uh, I'm going to start my own thing called the Ripe Apples. And I'll, I'll tell you the truth. But Rotten Tomatoes will ruin a movie, especially some of, the, some of the times with their reviews are so blatantly wrong. Yeah. So I need to now watch it. And it's not streaming anywhere. It's for rent only
0: it's it's available for like purchase and rental yeah that's it so i've wow. got to check it out because i'm so curious to see what what that's what about
1: so bad yeah. or if it even failed maybe the promote i mean the thing is there could be a hundred different reasons why it may have been shelved or yeah you know pretty much shelved at this point but i'm very i i think that's going to be one of the top movies that i i start watching soon mm-hmm. because yeah. that's uh that's a 2023 kind of bombshell failure yeah
0: pretty much it's crazy wow. how like it wow. even even more so because like i don't think like i saw it and nobody's even talking about it so it's a bummer and that was one where i saw the trailers like in the theater and i'm like oh man like this is looking good and then just it, it i don't i don't know I don't, it's crazy to me but uh yeah they just they just kind of right. cut the legs out from under it and it's a, it's a shame really but um
1: but hey hey you know until we watch it we'll uh we'll 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 have to reconvene on that one i'm actually absolutely
0: yeah, yeah me too and I'm, I'm definitely curious to see i'll have to rent that over the week over the holiday because mm. I, I'm, I'm so curious um next up i have one that i really liked as well a dream scenario with nick cage um this was a fun another a24 film uh this one was really fun i i liked it a lot but uh I don't know what it is. I think this one had the chance to kind of go big and mainstream and then it ultimately just didn't. Like another one where I think they kind of cut the theatrical run early, like where it's like, it was just starting to come out in a lot of theaters and I was able to catch it in one that's like 20 minutes from my house, but it never really expanded and went like super wide either. Um, And I think this could have been one, like kind of like an Uncut Gems where like, you know, you have that recognizable face and then it ultimately kind of makes some money because it's got that name in it um and that premise like this was such an interesting idea and you know I think maybe it was a little too weird from the start to really get in there but uh I really appreciated the kind of swings it took and I really liked it so to see like Nicolas Cage kind of show up in people's dreams was so fun um does get a little kind of bummer at the end like it's a little trash pick but I really liked it and I think uh I think it's a shame that because I think this could this is one of those that like I could see him in the best actor race. And I really wish I was. But uh, he was so good in it. And he is nominated for I believe it's for the Golden Globes because, you know, like I said, they're able to do comedy and drama. So I think this was in the comedy category. So Nicolas Cage did get a Golden Globe nomination. So that's great. So hopefully he wins that. But uh, I don't know. I really had fun with it. And I think it should be in more of those kind of conversations
1: well why do you think that it wasn't going to make a nomination
0: i don't know really i think it was like it's just i think it's one of those where it's like it gets that kind of like you were mentioning earlier um like the horror genre where it ultimately gets shut out sometimes it's not this isn't a horror movie but it's like it's hard to pinpoint what exactly it's like a comedy drama sometimes moments of like supernatural it's it's a weird one so i think to because we're not able to put it in a box, like kind of like Bo is afraid, honestly, yes. it it's harder to kind of explain it. If this was just like a kind of crazy comedy, I think it would be in more of those conversations kind of, but I think like at the end of the day, <clears throat> it was just a little too strange to begin with. So I think that's probably why, because the Academy, for whatever reason, they will really, award A24 films, but sometimes those weird ones are like, you know what, but not this one, not this one though. So but I think- to
1: me. I, like, know. I don't understand. Why don't they uh, evolve into these new forms of categories to yeah. also get nominations for, which it still surprises me to this day that it's still so black and white. Yeah. And that we haven't evolved, especially with like the growing uh, movies that are finally better than these uh, typical cookie cutter, yeah. putting one genre. You know movies and i think a24 is finally defined again the love i have for a24 jeez my niece but I, I think that that's something as a nomination they need to expand on it yeah. so that these movies that we've talked about have a box that they can be put in and be nominated for absolutely so
0: they if should expand
1: let's come back
0: i, I, I know he he's he's having the best comeback and he's fantastic mm-hmm. um next up i have uh next goal wins from taika watiti uh, this was one in the beginning of the show. I was kind of like, yeah, you know, nobody's really talking about this one yet. Uh, but I saw it. I really enjoy. I actually did enjoy it a lot. Um, it's it's a fun kind of crowd pleaser. Um, that's totally fine. You know, nothing wrong with that. So I think ultimately at the end of the day, uh, it's got nothing to do with like the Taika drama from Thor. I don't think. You know, it's like it, he he makes good movies. I really do enjoy. Whenever he puts something out, I have a good time with it. I really love Jojo Rabbit. That was kind of his big, I think this, I think Jojo Rabbit kind of set the standard, where it's like, oh, this is what we expect from Taika every time. And the fact that he didn't deliver that this time around is kind of making people overreact about the movie, I think, you know, it's it's totally fine that this is just a fun kind of crowd pleaser um it's got that kind of ted lasso energy where it's like you know this guy's kind of coaching this failed soccer team um michael fassbender's great in it i really did enjoy uh all of the performances really and it's it got that fun kind of type of charm where it's like it's it's silly it's kind of lighthearted, uh doesn't take itself too seriously and by the end you just feel good so i think that's ultimately not enough for some of these people for some i don't know i had fun with it and I, it's a bummer that nobody really saw it but I have fun you know i yeah. like
1: that i haven't seen it but sometimes you just need those feel-good movies but you're yeah. right if it doesn't hit a mark that they want it doesn't make it it's, yeah. still, it's still a great movie but you know it's just not gonna get that nomination but honestly yeah. it's still a win for him oh for totally
0: him. totally you know it's it's not like anything you haven't seen before but it's it's yeah. still fun like i really i i don't know like i don't know what people expect you know uh Next up, I have another Fassbender film, The Killer. Um, I think this one, it's its kind of got that issue of, I don't think it was treated with the care that it should have been, where I think it was just kind of dropped on Netflix. Like this is a David Fincher movie. You know what I mean? Like this is a big deal. Um, and I did, I was lucky enough to go and drive to a theater to see it and it was great. Um, I really, I thought it was excellent. And it's one of my favorites of the year for sure. Um, I think it's it's another one of those, like, it's kind of quiet and it takes its time to get going. Um, so it might be that. It's, it's a number of reasons. I think this is just one of those that Netflix doesn't want to put the money in to campaign for, especially when they have, like, Maestro and Rustin um, and May, December. They have all these kind of big awards films. This one is one of the ones that they're not going to put the resources in to kind of get the eyeballs on it that they should. Um, but I think this, I mean, it looks great. It's got great cinematography. I thought the sound was fantastic so i think this could sneak in for some of those like technical categories but it really should be another one that they talk about even more because it's great yeah
1: Yeah. Uh, again probably due to bad marketing i haven't seen it but if it's on netflix it's just a click away i definitely want to check it out especially david fincher movie i never had a bad experience so uh i'm i'm actually really curious um and it's sad that some movies fail due to that marketing reasoning alone which i know there's a lot of movies out there that that's kind of what their demise was yeah so i'm really curious especially because like you said the may december and all of these other movies and shows that have been coming out which have been just as incredible um with big named actors but uh i you know if, if the failure itself was from the marketing then the movie did its job and so kudos to them but i i have to check that one out too
0: yeah, it's really good. Um, next up, I have The Creator with uh, John David Washington and Gareth Edwards directing. Uh, this was one that I, you know, I saw the trailer and I'm like, yeah, like this looks like it looks like District Nine, and I think District Nine did kind of get those noms. Um, so I kind of was expecting a similar thing here. Um, it's got really great visual effects, so maybe it'll get in for that. But uh, ultimately, I don't think it's going to go all the way and I don't think it, I don't really expect that it ever was, but um it was really good and i i liked it a lot but uh yeah i don't this was one where i was like i can see why but i really liked it i like that it took some big swings um but yeah i don't know it was just one of those like it should be kind of talked about in higher regard and it was another like kind of big flop this year so that was a bummer but um i don't know if you had a chance to see the creator but it was a bummer that it just kind of went away but yeah
1: no, but you know what? I'm telling you, all these movies that you've listed that I haven't seen, already on the list to watch
0: as yeah. soon as possible. Awesome. Yeah. Um, next up, I have uh, Dumb Money. This was one that I thought like looked you know, like it could have been a big contender as well. Um, I was expecting it. I thought this would be the kickoff to the kicker season. Uh, it came yeah. out in September. It did come out a little early. Um, but you, know, you got um, Craig Gillespie from Itania. Uh, great director. You've got Paul Dano. You've got an all-star cast, and it was a. And it's a t- kind of a topical story, um, and uh, I, I, you know, it, I think it was it was good. I liked it, but I think it it kind of leaned into more of that like mainstream thing, and it wasn't really like I thought it was the the book that this is based off of is called The Anti Social Network, and I think that applies perfectly to the movie too because it's like the Social Network is this big kind of prestigious like great movie that's remembered for decades and I think Dumb Money is kind of the opposite but not like in a bad way you know what I mean like it's 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 more of a kind of it's more it's more fun it doesn't take itself as seriously but it could have and I think it could have and it could have gotten all the way there um but I appreciate the the route that they ended up going because it was fun and I liked it but um yeah it, it was it was a bummer to see kind of like the talks just fall so fast because it's like, oh, like, yeah, I kind of was hoping this would be more of a contender, but it's not at the end of the day.
1: I think when you hit those mainstream movies that know that that's the approach they want to go and then don't kind of fully get there, I think that's kind of where, you know, the failure comes in. But if, if they were to not take themselves too seriously and then like really push on that, yeah, I think maybe they would have had a shot. But it's just one of those movies that I wouldn't say would be memorable it's just something you watch and you're like yeah it was good yeah and then you kind of move on with your day Uh, exactly also it wasn't necessarily like the genre that I kind of really go for uh it was just a movie that people were talking about like let's go watch it um but it's not a movie it's kind of like those one and dones like I watched it it was good okay right
0: let's move on yeah exactly it was yeah definitely like I've seen I've seen better work from everybody involved um yeah but not I think this they is
1: relied not on cast. i think that's what they were relying on
0: was the cast point.
1: and with that i think it could go one of two ways it could flop because that's what that's the only thing you were relying on it has nothing to do with the actors right or it could be really successful which is why that mainstream approach to it is literally a 50 50 and to me it's always Oof, which way is this movie gonna go and i think that movie again i do not put anything on the actors uh but it it just maybe didn't get the reaction that it probably thought it was going to get
0: right you were kind of expecting with that slot there and the kind of festival run it's like oh and then you know and it doesn't meet those marks you're kind of like ah like you tried and it's yeah. you know a valiant effort but ultimately no um yeah. two, two here that i haven't seen but they're both uh, indie releases one from earlier this year the other one that just recently came out eileen and 1001 um 1001, I've been hearing fantastic things about the lead performance. I believe this is streaming on Peacock right now. And then Eileen is in theaters with Anne Hathaway, isn't it? So two movies that I really haven't seen advertised enough, but, you know, when compiling this list, I kept seeing them. So I'm like, you know, this, these two look like good films. So I would love to check both of them out. Um, Eileen sounds like an interesting kind of, uh suspenseful thriller and i like that And Anne hathaway i think she's playing against type in that one where she's kind of more of a creepy like kind of person in it and i'm i'm excited to see that um and then 1001 i don't know much about but i've heard it's great so those two are some that you know i think should be in the conversations as well the 1001 especially because like that one premiered at festivals last year. It's been on everybody's kind of radar uh when it comes to that lead performance. So, I from what I heard, she, the lead performance is that she stands kind of neck and neck with everybody in the best actress category right now. So, wow.
1: Well, perhaps, got it to the rest if you think it wasn't.
0: I just think enough. I I because because they because they're not being talked about enough, you know? I think like mm-hmm. a lot of this a lot of the awards kind of race is based on like longevity of like conversation and i think which is so interesting because it's like it's about like sometimes it's unfortunately about the money you put into the campaigns right like the killer like is, is one of these films that like is good enough to go there but you know they're not paying enough for like a campaign or anything like that or to market it or to do anything with it really Um, I think these two are similar, and these two also just might not have the budgets to do so. You know, they are independent films, like they're small movies, so I think that is also a reason to kind of maybe think that they weren't going to make it. Um, Mm -hmm. We saw this last year with, uh, I can't remember the actress's name, but that one actress that like just kind of popped up out of nowhere uh, in the Oscar race, who, uh, Andrea Riseborough, I think she just like got nominated for this super of uh to leslie i think it was called it oh, was wow. like it was like insane that it happened it was like this crazy thing that happened last year where andrea riseborough was in this film called to leslie it nobody saw it made like twenty thousand dollars or something tiny like that it came out in like three theaters and because of her promotion for it and her campaigning and like sending it to her friends and all this stuff she got an Oscar nomination. Like it's, I've never seen anything like it, and that was kind of incredible. So maybe we're in for another shocker like that again. Because, I mean, if if the, if the lady in a thousand and one is that good, I see no reason to not award her for that. But but I again, I haven't seen either of them. But I just think they're worth mentioning, especially because like, I just think this list is just stuff that you should check out because it's like. It, they're all great films and i think uh with the exception of foe because I, I really don't know if that one's good or not but i just wanted yeah. to mention it because that one was such a such a car crash i can't believe that happened um so that i'm that i'm more interested about to know why it's that bad um but but yeah these other ones are just all like great films that just like aren't kind of reaching it there um especially with the kind of talk currently with like the predictions and things like that these are not popping up anywhere um so yeah i just wanted to mention we'll have
1: another another surprise this year
0: next up i have are you there god it's me margaret this was a really good one that came out earlier this year um i really enjoyed it you know based on the book uh the beloved you know classic um i i enjoyed it a lot i think uh it was it was another one of these ones that just came out too early you know it's just like that you never get Sometimes you have those everything everywhere all at once, where like it comes out in like March, and then it just doesn't matter. Like It's just that good. Um, this one, I think, ultimately was, was another one of those. like It's a great kind of feel-good film, and it's fantastic, and really well done, and well-directed, and everything, and great performances, and all that stuff, but doesn't have that kind of staying power that, that some of these stronger contenders do. Um, but it's really great, and you should definitely check it out. Um, did you get a chance to see this one?
1: No, I have not. So Very good. it's again on the list.
0: Yeah. Also it's a it's a great one. Um uh, next up I have another it's it's this is one of those ones where again, it could be like production design and things like that, but Asteroid City from Wes Anderson. Um mm-hmm. this was a good one too. I really liked it. It was kind of it was charming and it was uh came out in the summer. Had a really great time with it. Uh but ultimately, yeah, it's just one of those like I don't and the reaction to this one was kind of mixed i was surprised like i was like it's good like it's it's i had fun with it but like people people online were just kind of like yeah like you know it's just kind of the same shtick that he always does like it's it's getting tired you know all that stuff so people were kind of bashing on it for that but i but i i had a good time with it i didn't really feel any way or the other about it but i i I liked it yeah
1: i mean i i actually did enjoy it too i didn't I actually didn't think it was, I thought it was going to be one of those movies where it was kind of widely accepted and enjoyed by most, obviously maybe not nominated, but mm-hmm. I definitely thought that it would get an overall good reaction from the audience, yes. but that wasn't even one of those movies that I felt would be as divided as you're saying that it yeah, is.
0: Yeah, it's just it's like some corks corners. Right to- I, I think coming
1: out in the summer was perfect, so I'm really surprised that it took the hit that that it kind of, I think that the movie overall is still well put, but yeah. I think, you know, with the mixed reactions is probably why it's not going to be nominated, yeah. uh, but I still think it's a very solid and enjoyable movie overall, like, I still highly recommend the movie to people if they want to go and watch something.
0: Absolutely, I agree, yeah. I, th- I think, I think over time it's gotten that kind of more, because you always have that sometimes, where you'll have, like, the, uh, what's, what is, like, a What's a good example of that? Kind of like Parasite did not have this because everybody loved that. But like oh, that so good. But like you'll get that that Oscar movie that like um it's it's great and everybody loves it. And then once it starts getting the nominations and starts getting the awards, yeah. people kind of come back on it and they're like, you know what, this wasn't that good. And then they start to kind of bash on it. I think it's similar to that, where it's like Asteroid City, you know, people really liked it when it came out, had fun with it. And then, like, over the last few months, you've had, like, kind of, you know, not the target audience, like, the non kind of Wes Anderson and Wes, they've come out and been like, what, like, this is stupid. Like, that. I think you've had those people kind of come into it. So I think that's kind of the hit that I'm, that I've been referring to. And it's, like, the worst timing because it's now the Oscar season. So, like, I think it's just a combination of things. Um, But still really great. Highly recommend it. Um, Yeah.
1: I'm surprised yep. that it took such a turn like that. I wasn't oh my god, look at me. I'm, <laughs> I'm so upset that the movie, yeah. you know, took such a turn that my phone is losing its mind. <laughs> um it's a shame though. I uh I guess I didn't really look at it cuz which is surprising to me that the opinion shifted just a couple months ago based on the movie. You're right, it might be because of nominations people are getting more nitpicky. Maybe. But to I feel like your initial reaction to a movie is kind of the reaction that you should base it off of which is so I, I think look I think Wes Anderson did his part he mm-hmm. put it out at the right time it was a solid movie I get it like some of his movies do kind of show that same you know uh, what's the word that same kind of energy or that same kind of like not plot line but kind of how he goes about his filmmaking yeah. but that's because that's how he is like if you right. don't like that then you don't really like Wes Anderson necessarily yeah um so I think people are just using that judgment um and they're not really like looking at the overall like premise and everything and also I think they're taking it way more seriously than it really needs I, it to be
0: I know I agree it's 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 so unnecessary you know it had great performances it had a really fun kind of structure yeah. to it and at the end of the day it's it's a fun movie and I, I like I liked I liked the French Dispatch a little more but but this one was was still great. I love, like, the little stop-motion alien. It was so fun. Um, next up, I have two that are kind of in the same category, I feel. Uh, Joyride and Bottoms. These are two, like, <clears throat> really well-done comedies. Like, really well-done comedies. Um, and they're both great. And they both kind of, when they both came out, like, the initial buzz was like, oh, my God. Like, this is the next Lady Bird. This is the next, you know, you uh, know, crazy rich Asians I don't remember if crazy rich Asians actually did go and get nominated but I think it it had that kind of momentum where it could have
1: I think it did
0: yeah I think so too um so these both kind of had those reactions where it's like it's a fun studio comedy they don't make them like this anymore and like you know they've kind of fizzled out a little bit where it's like joyride I don't see anybody talking about it anymore but it was a fun time and like Bottoms like has kind of stuck around a little more because it is really good I don't know what happened to Joyride it's it's a bummer too because those are two like really well constructed comedies and I think they're both really funny and like a lot of these comedies like haven't been funny lately so I thought these two were actually kind of head and shoulders above a lot of the other comedies and they were really refreshing to see Um, and even just in a year of like kind of tough like financial losses and like kind of subpar summer blockbusters these were really refreshing to see in the theater this summer because they're just good times and it's like it doesn't it almost doesn't even need to be nominated but it'd be nice if they were because like they do kind of in in some ways they deserve it you know i think they're like they're just well done they're really well done films and uh do you like more yeah. Did
1: you like bottoms or Ride better
0: so, it's been a while since I've seen Joyride, but Bottom's like a lot of those a lot of those jokes are sticking with me. So, I think maybe yeah. Bottom's cuz like it was so like so well done and I really liked her the director of the film. I can't remember her name, but she did Shiva Baby with uh Rachel Sennett as well, and that one was really good too. It's like it's like 77 minutes, like it's not that long. Um but it was so that one was so fun and and it was actually really funny. Um and then this one was just, you know, insane. I, I was so surprised by how like out there they went with some of the stuff. Like by the end, like not no spoilers, but it's just like ridiculous and it's so funny. Um, yeah. How about you? Did you see both of them and which one did you like more?
1: I saw Bottoms. I didn't see Joyride. I actually never heard of Joyride. Oh and no? again it's really good. Being a cinephile, you would think I'd hear all these, but some of these go so under the radar that you, you just don't hear from them uh but bottoms i think everybody really hyped up that movie uh i i love comedy like that again i'm i'm trying to choose my words carefully because again i don't want to spoil anything Mm i i do enjoy people going into a movie either blinded or not you know being ruined by something yeah and i i would highly recommend it to people that i know like enjoy true comedy and enjoy that kind of approach to comedy, if you know what I mean? Because uh, I definitely do. But obviously, you know, it's not for everybody. And uh, if it's as good as Joyride is, I would love to see that movie. Um, is it streaming anywhere or is it is that one still in theaters?
0: Joyride, no, that was a duh. That came out like right around the time No Hard Feelings came out. And then that was like the bigger studio comedy. So Joyride mm-hmm. kind of went under the radar um
1: that was a good movie
0: no hard feelings i really like too um yeah. but yeah joyride it was it, it's it's really good um and i don't think it's streaming anywhere it might be on netflix but i'm not totally sure i know it's, i know netflix has that deal with sony and joyride oh. i believe is a sony movie i could be wrong about that yeah no it wouldn't be a sony movie because no hard feelings is and i don't think they would release those two so close together uh yeah. maybe it's Lionsgate. maybe it's Lionsgate. i don't know but it's it's somewhere i'm sure it's available somewhere but that was a really good one um you know crazy it, it has a uh, stephanie shu in it from everything everywhere all at once
1: oh okay um,
0: and she was you really good in was they funny. might
1: get nominated just because of some of the name actors that are in it some True. of the so especially know. bottoms i feel like bottoms has has a chance i don't know maybe i'm being optimistic but maybe i thought it was i thought it was really funny so but i
0: loved uh aio edibiri she's like having such a year and i feel like a lot of the time with these like awards like they'll even if like the i can't remember there was one year where like an actor put out like four movies and like they were like we gotta nominate this person for one movie even though like they were better in something else they'll sometimes award like the year that they've had so i'm like maybe ao etabiri can like get in for something that like maybe otherwise wouldn't just because like they want to recognize her for the work that she put in this year because she was great in like everything i saw her in this year um so i I hope so because I really liked her. I really liked the movie, um, and and in a couple of weeks, I, I I guess I'll say it here. I think we're gonna try to do an episode where like we nominate, like we'll like vote on like what we would nominate as yeah. for like in the awards and stuff like that. So that would be a fun episode, and I think like a lot of these kind of comedies and a lot of these films on this list might get in there for a lot of these things because I think that's so fun. Um, to wrap it up, I have two movies that both have not yet come out, but ultimately they're both kind of, so far at least with the conversation, are going mostly unnoticed. Um, but again, it could be one of these situations where they are just not out yet and not a lot of people have seen them. But like for like the Golden Globes and things like that, they've been screen- screened for them. So okay. it's, it's a bummer to not see them there. But I have The Iron Claw and The Boys in the Boat. iron claw is this zach efron like wrestling a24 film it looks excellent it looks really good and i cannot wait to see it um but just to kind of see it not really on everybody's list for like predictions and stuff like that i'm surprised because uh it looks really good and i think like if it gets that kind of love from the audience like this weekend because i think it releases today um if it gets that kind of love uh it really could have like kind of a second life and make it back into the, the race here. Um, The Boys in the Boat, however, I don't think so because it's, it's got that kind of, it's, it's directed by George Clooney. um, And it's like, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's kind of a weird one. I never even heard of it until I saw like a, I went to the theater the other day, a big standee for the, for this film. And I'm like, what is that? Um, And it comes out on Christmas day. And it's like this, I believe it's about like this boys rowing team. Um, And like Joel Edgerton is like the coach or something like that. So it looks like a good like, it looks kind of like Next Goal Wins, where it's like you've seen it before, you know, it's nothing new, but it's enjoyable. It looks like it's going to be kind of like that. Um, But like the the package that it's presented in with Joel Edgerton directed by George Clooney, it's got this kind of true story underdog thing going on. It looks like it could be like one of these kind of sleeper things where like an audience really comes out and loves it like for Christmas. Um, exactly. and then maybe that takes it to the race but I think I think right now it's not looking great but you know you, you never know uh this is another one that I don't think has been screening a lot but the people that have seen it really seem to enjoy it so okay. maybe but I don't know
1: the iron claw I just saw the promo for it uh maybe a couple days ago and that one looks really really good and I'm glad that Zach Efron's coming back doing his thing he yeah. hasn't been gone long but I'm glad that he's like coming back with some really stronger pieces for himself which I'm really happy about and George Clooney directing something wow okay yeah good for him uh I think you're right coming out during the holidays it's like a feel-good movie it's one of those underdog stories so that's the perfect time to put it out but with those stories majority of the time they're not going to reach that level uh that and I think they know that i don't I don't think they're putting it past themselves and if they are then that's something they should reconsider for themselves right. but uh I, I think they know where they want to go with this movie and as long as that's the case it's going to succeed in its own way but if you're looking at it from like the overall nominations I I think they they know that that's not where it's going and I think that's fine yeah because you know again what we were saying earlier you know nomination movies they have this precise premise that they're going for because they know they want to get there and you know if all movies tried to do that uh, we we would not see a difference in cinema moving yeah. forward so I'm really happy that you know some of these movies obviously did not get the attention that they want which is upsetting but it's also like we still as a society need these movies totally you know still need that diversity and just those feel goods and those comedies and those very Semi-absurdist horror s just really picks your brain types of movies, and you know, I I have my own respect for those in their own way. So kudos to everybody this year for all of their movies that they they put out. That even if they don't get nominated, good good for them.
0: Yeah, couldn't have said it better myself. Um, totally agree with you. Um, that's my list for the in memoriam here. I mean, you know, these are all great films and. Uh, the, a lot of these that even that the ones that we haven't seen, check them out. Uh, they're all streaming or they're all available somewhere. They're all in theaters now. Uh, definitely check them out. This has been so much fun highlighting all of these uh, smaller films. Um, but Naimo, I'm so glad to have you on. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can the people find you? Do you have anything that you would like to plug? Welcome to Galaxy of uh, Film. Um, yeah. It's been fun.
1: This has been incredible. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I had a great time especially delving into these with the season coming up Mm -hmm. where you can find me I'm oh everywhere all at once in a general sense uh you can follow my instagram at uh underscore n-a-i-m-a-s-a-i-d-d-d uh you could follow my my other podcast which I am behind on but I promise you over the holiday break I'm going to be Of getting back into it, I've just been so busy with my acting career, it's been you know tough. But I do a horror movie podcast called Here's Mimi, horror movie podcast, uh, where I just talk about the good, the bad, and the forgotten of the horror genre. And obviously, my IMDb, if you're looking for an actor to cast, uh, definitely hit up my direction. And it's been a pleasure working with Galaxy of Films as well. It's been a pleasure meeting you, and I can't wait to see you at our upcoming film screening. I'm very excited.
0: Yeah, yeah, we, we will we will all be meeting up on January 4th at the, yeah. uh, at the, at the theater. It's going to be so much fun. I can't wait to meet you there as well. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, you can find the Galaxy of Film main podcast on the same feed that you're listening to Awards Bait. And uh, really appreciate you guys for sticking around. Uh, follow the Instagram at Galaxy of Film. Follow the Twitter or X whatever at Galaxy of Film. uh uh, join our facebook group we have a fan group on there uh which is uh i believe ran by shumim and uh yeah you guys can find all of us on there and we hope to hear from you soon so thank you so much and uh have a good day happy holidays happy holidays